0: Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Law Talk Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by ProServe PR Marketing, a Chicago public relations and marketing firm with legal PR practice areas covering family law, litigation, and intellectual property support for Law Talk Radio comes from Chris McCarthy of Northwestern Mutual. Chris McCarthy provides individuals and business owners with expert guidance and exclusive access to Northwestern Mutual's life and disability insurance policies, the Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Please show your support for our programming by visiting and clicking the Like button on our social media pages, first the Law Talk Radio Facebook page, and second, the ProServe PR Marketing page on Facebook. You'll find links to all of our social media on on our website which is located at proservepr.com which is spelled p r o s e r v e p r.com from the law talk radio page on our website you can also listen to episodes on demand you will find a link on our law talk radio channel on our host network where all of our shows are available dating back to january 1st of 2010 so again find that on the law talk radio page on our facebook and while listening please feel free to click around and read some blog articles on publicity and marketing for a law Now, today's show is a show all about what goes on at the Clerk of the Circuit Court, and Clerk uh, Ms. Dorothy Brown is our guest. Clerk Dorothy Brown has brought revolutionary changes to the operations of the Circuit Court Clerk's Office through her focus on improving services within five strategic areas, 21st century technology, operational efficiency, customer service, employee training and development and financial accountability. Clerk Brown has implemented a host of innovative programs that have streamlined processes, improved quality service, and saved millions of dollars for taxpayers and increased revenue for Cook County administration. Dorothy Brown was elected clerk of the Circuit Court of Cook County, Illinois in 2000 and has been re-elected two additional terms in office. Three consecutive victories by overwhelming margins illustrate voter confidence in her abilities. As the official keeper of of records and for all judicial matters brought into one of the largest unified court systems in the world. Clerk Brown is responsible for managing an annual operating budget of more than one hundred million dollars and has a workforce of over twenty-one hundred employees. Website where you can find more information is org. Again, org. We want to welcome callers today. If you have any questions, you can always call in and say hello at nine one seven eight eight nine nine seven three two option one for the caller queue again nine one seven eight eight nine nine seven three two option one if we do have any callers we'll uh, reserve them for the uh, final five minutes so we can get through our program today we have a shorter show we're going just going to do a half hour show uh, by way of short disclaimer before we get moving this is a general information program the advice showed on our show does not constitute legal advice communications with attorneys on our show does not create an attorney-client relationship if you have questions you can consult with an attorney in your area and finally all callers remain confidential and rights to this broadcast are reserved. Now, as we talk to Clerk Brown today, we'll uh, ask her a little bit about the roles of the Clerk of the Circuit Court of Cook County and talk about some recent accomplishments and improvements in Cook County since she was elected in the year 2000. Um, and then after our break at the half point, we'll talk about technology, e-filing, and innovative ways attorneys can work better with the Clerk's Office. Um, as well, we'll discuss working with attorneys based in suburban and collar counties who frequently appear in Cook and some resources for them. So, so, Without further ado, I'd like to welcome my esteemed guest, Clerk, uh, Clerk Dorothy Brown of the Clerk of the Circuit Court of Cook County. Yes. <laughs> Hi there, how are you? I am doing well. I thank you again for your time in, uh for being with us today, and I also want to congratulate you on your recent primary win.
1: Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Well, tell us a little bit about your job. You have quite a job as record keeper for everything within, again, one of the largest uh, court systems in in the world. Tell us a little bit about the roles of the clerk of the circuit court.
1: Well, the clerk of the circuit court is the official record keeper of the court system, uh, whether it be criminal or civil case types. And, of course, uh, as you know, uh, Cook County or the state of Illinois uh, have – uh, actually has um uh, unified court systems and uh this is a unified court system here um in cook county so every different case type um we're responsible for uh so we are we're responsible for accepting the case filings um making sure that we create a court file for uh the a case uh restoring that case file in a secure method. Uh, getting uh, creating electronic electronic uh, record of the case filing, and then getting that court filed to the uh, judge so that he or she can have that information for rendering proper decisions. Uh, any decisions that are made in the courtroom, we're also then responsible for making sure that that information gets in the, to the court file, and then we secure those court files up until the time in which the Manual on record keeping for the City of Illinois courts uh, re- requires us or permits us to destroy. We also collect fees and fines. Uh, we have over over 950 agencies that we are responsible for dispersing uh, this, the fees and fines money to. Uh, we have 250 different. These fine statutes uh well statutes in general that we have to be in compliance with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we collect bail bond money. Uh we, you know, uh assess um um uh, we, we, we interface with the Secretary of State and get information to the Secretary of State concerning the suspension of licenses. We send uh disposition of criminal cases to the Illinois State police and um uh we send information to the sheriff who then sends the information to the Illinois Department of Corrections to indicate when individuals have to uh, or to be incarcerated in the Illinois Department of Corrections.
0: Lots of communications, big communications hub. And one of the things that I'd like to highlight and ask you a little bit about how it may work is filing between the municipal suburban uh, districts in in Cook County and how – some people are somewhat confused sometimes whether you can file motions in Bridgeview for a daily center case. Can you file the case here and have it be a daily center case and how it all works? It's sort of confusing to some people. Um, and I know some of the people who practice in some of the suburban districts um, are sometimes looking for resources. So to answer that question, what, what, what has been, what has happened with, I know you were talking about technology and some of the website improvements. Um, where are some resources that people who don't know about that or don't know about the Blackline trial call can find all this information
1: mhm- well they can um certainly go on our website um, but as far as um um filings we have um a, a you know before we um put in electronic filing throughout the court system before the Supreme Court gives us approval for that uh we were thinking I was thinking years ago uh about how can I give people the ability to have to not come downtown. See, Cook County is a large county. It's larger than 36 states. And we have those six suburban districts, and we have, the, uh, of course, the the um, daily Center where we have a lot of our civil case uh, happenings, uh, courtrooms, and filings. And so in order to keep you from having to travel downtown, uh, we put in place an integrated cashiering system to permit individuals to file At any of these locations, uh, suburban locations, uh, for any different um, uh, division. And then they can file in our divisions in the daily center for the suburban districts. So that has been very helpful. Then Mm -hmm. I put filing boxes in all the different areas so that people don't have to, even if they're in a daily center. If you're just up on the 12th floor, you can put your filing right there. You don't have to go stand in line anywhere. But if it's a no-fee filing, it's a self-filing box. You stamp it, you put it in there, and we will make sure that that document gets to the proper, proper uh, location for you. And then, of course, uh, most currently we have electronic filing in our commercial litigation section of the law division. That's the only division that um, we have been approved to uh, have uh, electronic filing, and we are just... Um, waiting for Justice Kilbride and the Illinois Supreme Court to finalize uh, their review of electronic filing to permit us to expand electronic filing throughout all of our different civil case types.
0: That will really, really help so many practitioners, especially those in domestic and family relations who have multiple uh, filings with motions and responsive pleadings and whatnot. Um, And another question that I have, you were talking about improving the security of files and a lot of the scanning and digitizing of things i know that in years past there had sometimes been uh, concerns about if someone goes and orders up a copy of a file and you know, there was a response to a motion one day that, and all of a sudden, it's not there. Something happened to the file, and and mm-hmm. our concerns was, you know, who got to the file? Because you mm-hmm. give your, I mean, really, you give your driver's license. You could take the file. No one's watching you. Um, you could, uh, you know, remove something or put it back. So, secu- mm-hmm. security in the file. What's been going on there?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when I first took office, I saw that um, there was little or no security over the files. And so the first thing I did was to put the taking of the driver's license process in place because it used to be you could just walk up, give a case number on a on a little piece of paper on a napkin or something, yeah. And um, and they'll give you a file. And so we put in place uh, not only taking the driver's license, but they have to complete this form where you then sign, letting you indicating that you are aware that you know you're to return the file and it's a felony, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we put that in place and then I've been I started trying to look and see within the Daily Center if there was any way for us to have secured um uh, file reviewing areas and we just couldn't find uh, mm-hmm. any of those any of that. Uh so what I came up with was the only way that I could maintain control and to make sure that I have that document uh, or a replica of that document regardless of what happens is to enrich every document that comes across the county. Mm-hmm. That's when I started working on the Emerging and Document Management System. And uh, we have uh, been able to put in place uh, in uh, the Law Division, The um, we have it in Chancery, Probate, County, Civil, uh, Juvenile Justice, and Child Protection. Seven of our divisions we have in place, an imaging system that when the document is filed, uh, we got, if that's in paper or if it's filed electronically, if it's paper, then we have to image that document. And uh, whether it's in the courtroom, through the courtroom account, or by account, however it enters that system, we take an electronic image of that and um, we're storing that with the electronic docket so that you can come to our office and actually click on that line item uh, on the electronic docket on the special number and you can see the document. <clears throat> and therefore, what that does for me, Nick, is if, in fact, someone tried to disadvantage the other side and take something out of the file, I still have that document right. electronically. And so that was my answer to that problem. As long as all these files are, are subject to viewing by anyone at any time, and, and I don't want to take that privilege away from from, from the public, then the only way to control it was to do that. Now, of course, electronic filing is going to be helpful as well because when someone electronically files a document into the office, then, of course, we also then we have that the document already electronic. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court requires us to print it out and create a paper file, uh, but I really am looking towards today which we don't have to print it out. We can print on demand if a judge just needs to see a document. Mm-hmm. The public doesn't want to see a paper uh, copy of the document. But what I'd love to see us be able to do is to send that document into the courtroom electronically and have judges rule off of those uh, rule off the images.
0: Right. In that manner. Mm-hmm. Well, and and also to be able for counsel to be able to look uh, from their office and get online and access those case files. How soon till we see that?
1: Well, <laughs> the I, Chief Justice uh, Kilbride actually appointed me to a committee mm-hmm. uh, to uh, be able to actually uh, to to come up with a policy an electronic access policy permit us to be able to show the images online uh, on the Internet. And uh, we are having a meeting. We had a meeting in Springfield last month, and um, we're going to be having, a. and I've already reviewed a draft from the Administrative Office of Illinois Courts Director Michael Tardy and sent back my comments to him. And then um, we're having a meeting on April 30th, so I am hoping that uh, not long after that, uh, a proposal will be sent to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court can then approve a policy to permit you to see it, see documents online with uh, the caveat that uh, we have to have some policy in place to permit individuals to, so that we protect uh, your right to privacy as it relates to um uh, your social security number, uh birth dates, things like that. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of identity stuff.
0: Oh, it's I yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen people file discovery, especially in family Family law, where you know social security numbers and things are are attached, and you're not allowed to do that. You're supposed to you know redact those things or, or file it and you know produce it to the judge if the judge asks for it. But um, there's 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 a lot of concerns, and I think that one of the points I'd like to make to our listeners out there before we take a short break is that mm-hmm. Cook County Clark, Cook County is what the you know if not the biggest court system, it's within I'd say probably what the top ten, right?
1: It's the second largest. The second largest country, unified right.
0: court system in the country.
1: It you is know, behind difficult. LA County.
0: Right, and it's, just, it's there's a lot, uh, you know, people will often uh, make comparisons to, you know, Kendall County or some of the Collar counties <laughs> that are, it's a lot smaller. and It's easier when you build and you're starting from scratch to put up you know, mm-hmm. a, a great system, but um, just the amount and volume of cases within, you know, the Daily Center and all the municipal districts, there's a lot that, I mean, it's, you know, just digitizing files, I can't even imagine what kind of a process that was. Um, so I, I really want to, you know, I tip oh, my hat. Wow. To, you,
1: it's, it's it's really huge and and you said uh, you made a good point uh when you said uh it's one thing when you're building something from scratch and it's another thing when you're taking a monster and trying to turn it into um uh you know um a snow white <laughs>
0: Exactly. Very good. I like the analogy. I'm going to pause for a quick break, and then we'll be back with our guest, Clerk Dorothy Brown of the Circuit Court of Cook County, Illinois. Um, I first want to tell you about the special offer. Um, The Chicago Daily Law Bulletin is offering Chicago Lawyer Magazine at a new low price. There's a website with the offer. It's lawbulletin.com forward slash combo. I'm one of the writers for Chicago Lawyer Magazine, and I will tell you there are many great authors out there who contribute wonderful content on all sorts of different topics. Things So not only in the magazine, but there are several blogs you should uh, look around for, and you can find those online. But uh, the offer is, for a limited time, Law Bulletin Publishing Company is offering a special one-year subscription rate of $159, which is 43% off the na- the normal subscription rate. Plus, if you act now, you'll receive one year of the Chicago Lawyer magazine for free, which in itself is a $60 value. So subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin by April 30th. You don't have a lot of time left, four more days. And you'll also receive Chicago Lawyer for 20 12 uh, and save 180 bucks Um, in addition to daily uh, coverage from the daily center federal courthouse and illinois supreme court the chicago daily law bulletin also includes several features and i'm going to list these seven number one profiles of corporate counsel lobbyists legislators and judges secondly case summaries and an analysis including the trial notebook third sports law stories fourth transactional law stories for non-litigators fifth daily insights and trends, including comings and goings within the legal community. And sixth, comprehensive Collar County court call coverage with the recent additions of Will and Kane counties and seventh, more stories and photos from the Collar counties themselves. So again, visit lawbulletin.com forward slash combo for more information. Also, please make a note that uh, here at ProServe PR Marketing, we're working with everyone from solo practitioners to large law firm managers who uh, want pre- want lunch and learning workshops where we come in and talk about the benefits of using digital media, public relations, and marketing opportunities to leverage your achievements and contributions and further your career while engaging new clients and referrals. You can call us today to learn more. The telephone number here at ProServe PR Marketing is 312. 312- Again, that's 312-505-2604 We'll come in and talk to your firm and teach from associates up to the top level partners different things about media relations and things you might not know because let's face it we have a 24-hour news cycle today and no comment is not a good comment when you've got hot litigation So um, give us a call and let us know if you want to work, work, work more We work with a lot of different uh, individuals And people here in Chicago And uh, really want everyone every, There are a lot of stars out there And it's a shame not to share that with others So Now moving back to our program with Clerk Brown uh, We talked a little bit about the digitizing process And everything the Clerk of the Circuit Court does I'd like to now ask you, Ms. Brown Tell us about some of your uh, most proudest accomplishments And proudest moments since you took office
1: Well, one of the things that I'm very proud of is is the uh, mortgage foreclosure surplus initiative that we have going. Um I just felt that um uh you know there were certain things that I had to do from a statutory standpoint and then there's a lot of things that I I you know feel that I I need to do because it helps people. You know customer service is one of the one of the five strategic initiatives that you talked about earlier, when you introduced me, and and I and the mortgage foreclosure surplus is a sixteen million dollar fund that that not many people know exists. Uh, they don't realize that they may have money coming back to them when they lose their property to mortgage foreclosure. And I wanted to let these people know that this money is here and that it could be a silver lining in the dark cloud of mortgage foreclosure. Mm-hmm. So what I have done is to put a search engine on the website. I asked my staff to build a search engine, and they built a search engine for us on our website so that people can go in, put their last name and first initial in, and determine if they have money coming back to them, or if a relative or friend that may have lost their property to mortgage foreclosure may have money coming back to them. And so I'm very proud of that uh and and we've actually uh paid out um, millions uh and there's still 64 16 million sitting there but we've paid out about 64 million during my uh 12 years in office. Wow. the fund people, you know, uh, money goes in and it comes out and over the years. But so and so I'm happy to have this um, surplus search engine on our website, as well as the search engine related to uh, unclaimed child support checks, mm. um, so we're 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 happy about that. And and then I know uh, you want to talk about the expungement summit that yeah, I'm yeah, I was
0: discussing. just going to ask you.
1: Uh huh, uh-huh. So we're hosting an expungement summit on June 2nd. But since this is an attorneys program, I'd like to uh, just uh, put out a call for as many attorneys as possible that will be willing to volunteer their services on June 2nd. We have a special training, uh, and it qualifies for CLE credit, three hours of CLE credit. Uh, the training is going to be on May 20, Wednesday, May 23rd, uh, and um, and Thursday, May 24th. If You can come to either of those days. It's going to be from 3 to 5.30 p.m. at 69 West Washington, Washington on the 17th floor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they will learn how to prepare um, uh, uh, expungements applications for individuals. And then on the day, June 2nd, which is Saturday, June 2nd, at Apostolic Church of God, 6320 South Dorchester Avenue, they would then help us to service the people that come that day. There were over 4,000 people uh, that came to the uh summit on last year.
0: Wow. And
1: so uh and and they have various various needs. So we we're just putting that call out. Uh you can call us uh, and uh at 312-603-6565 603-6565 or 6946 312-603 6565 or 6946 with any questions, or just show up on Wednesday, May 23rd at 3 o'clock at 69 West Washington, 17th floor.
0: 17th floor and um, yeah I'll try to tell some people about that as well because I'll tell you there's so many times that someone will get a call and say do you know how to do an expungement oh no I know a guy who knows how to do that but it <laughs> seems that no one really kn- everyone knows you can and it's not that hard but no one really knows how to do that and so people are going to get MCLE credit for doing this isn't that right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. yes they will
0: how many credits three Well that's good I mean that's a uh, especially when the deadlines are coming up
1: that's right. I I'm on that deadline too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, you, let's let's talk a little bit about the black line trial call if we could. Um that's because one of the things that I always talk about is empowering people to learn how to work within different um you know, different counties. I know a lot of solos and small firms are taking cases uh in all the counties where they might have not done that in the past. And the black line trial call is one thing that I've seen has is bit more people in the butt, and um, they don't really understand why it's there, how it's there. And if someone is coming from another county, can you tell them where they can find more information or, or, or the gist on the black line trial call system? Oh,
1: you can find information on our website at org. but also the law bulletin uh, publishes the black line uh, trial call um, on a daily basis. So the Chicago Law Bulletin... You can go and you can find information out on that mm-hmm. to see, you know, exactly when your case is coming above that line and then needs to go to trial.
0: Yeah. So what it, so if you go and you see your cases on the black line trial call and you're in um let's say a law division case and you're in the means of you're and in that, the that's, that's the only
1: place that we have that black line in law division.
0: Okay, okay, so it's in law division, and if you see your case, so you basically need to show up and tell the court, we're still in uh, negotiations, we're, you know, approaching settlement, we're going to do discovery, no trial. Is that basically the gist of it?
1: Yeah, and you have to, you know, of course the judge has to uh, agree to that, and yep. um, uh, the best thing for you to do is to make sure that you keep the judge informed and um, as to what's going on. So, of course, it's always the judge's call as it relates to a, a how a case will progress.
0: Mm-hmm. and so, and that's um uh, a docketing control measure is that how that's how I understand it?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. exactly, because cases uh, Nick, you know, and I know if we don't control those things, cases will go on and on and forever. on forever and ever and ever and and- re- you really have to take control at some point,
0: mhm-. Um, and that's a, so again, so people can find that information again. Law Bulletin is a great resource there. Um, you know, I've seen, I've just seen people who didn't even know that there was a black line trial call and um, have been DWP'd and then come back in, and sometimes it's a, it's a problem. Um, so um, we have about five minutes left. What are some of the other initiatives that you are so proud of and continuing to work towards, and things that we uh, again are looking forward to in the future?
1: Well, all the image. Well, I, I talked a little bit about the imaging and document management system and, and where that is, and and so look forward to that being in the entire office. Of course, we have uh, um, the ability for individuals to pay for their traffic t- tickets on our website, or request a traffic safety school, or request a, a court date, so you don't have to come into the office. That's basically those court diversion type tickets. Um, and then uh, we have electronic tickets, uh, so it's a payment system for tickets, and then we have electronic tickets where police officers actually um, have computers in their cars, and once they indicate put into the system the driver's license number, all your personal data is downloaded from the Secretary of State, so the police officer does not have to write that on a on a manual ticket, And then once that information is uploaded, we have also uploaded every address and street and cross street within the municipality. Uh, And they can just click on and say where they are from a drop-down. They can click on and indicate what the violation is. Uh, And um, the the system actually has uh, uh, some self-checking. Uh, type things in there to help the officers not make a mistake on the ticket, and it reduces the amount of time in which an officer actually has to be at a traffic stop. Which
0: increases our all public safety. And, Absolutely. And, now, you know, a lot of the things that have been going on here in Cook County under your watch have caught the attention of other people, especially from other countries. Can you tell us a little bit about some recent guests and friends that we've had here?
1: Oh yes, oh yes. We and I, I just uh, hosted some people um last week actually from um Liberia uh, in Africa. Um there were six judges from Liberia. Um I had a, a group from Japan in 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 March. Uh, we've had people here from China and um and Turkey and uh um we even had uh the chief judge and the clerk of the court from New Orleans uh who came here to look at our imaging and document management system because they want to be able to have good disaster recovery um process have mm. a good disaster recovery process in place because you know, of course they're in the hurricane yep. uh, they're in a hurricane territory
0: right So many great things and so many good things to come. And as soon as we know more, I'm telling you that when we have that ability to go online and get our cases, some of our other suburban counties have that. That is going to be such a time saver. It's going to reduce uh, the amount of people going through the Daily Center and pulling files if you can look at it in your office. It's just going to be a good, good thing. So I am going to keep in touch with your office, and I look forward to having you come back and tell us some good news soon.
1: Absolutely. All <laughs> right. All right. It.
0: Well, listen, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you again so much for being with us.
1: Okay. Very good. Thanks, Nick.
0: All right, thanks. And I'd also like to thank all of our listeners out there for tuning into this episode of Law Talk Radio, brought to you by ProServe PR Marketing and with support from Chris McCarthy of Northwestern Mutual. Chris McCarthy provides individuals and business owners with expert guidance and exclusive access to Northwestern Mutual's life and disability insurance policies. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Law Talk Radio episodes are programmed to entertain and bring our legal industry professionals, consumers, and guests the tips and tools as well news they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers. Again, this is Nick Augustine from Law Talk Radio, and I thank you all for your time.